0: Welcome to this week's episode of the Weekly Wealth Podcast. My name is David Chuddick and I am a financial advisor with Parallel Financial. On this week's episode, we are going to be talking about three common mistakes that I see all the time. So I hope that you're not making these, but if you are, this will give you a chance to uh, correct your course of action. Hope that you enjoy this episode. This is the Weekly Wealth Podcast with certified financial planner David Chuddick where we discuss the wealth-building mindsets and tactics that can help you to build and maintain wealth for you, your family, and your business. Okay, so before we get started with this episode, I'd like to give a huge shout-out to my friend Dave Jackson of the School of Podcasting. Been reading a book lately called who not how and it talks about when there's something that you uh, need solved or have a problem it's always better to find a who who could help you with your problem as opposed to figuring out how to solve your problem so dave jackson is my who when it comes to podcasting so check out his website www.schoolofpodcasting.com if you have a podcast or if you've been thinking about starting a podcast dave can really help you out He's not paying me to say this. I just believe in giving back and he's really good at what he does. So www.schoolofpodcasting.com. And now let's move on to the meat of the podcast. And I want to talk about three common mistakes that I see when I'm working with clients and prospects. So you've heard me say it before when I talk about when people ask me what I do, I say I'm a financial advisor. And almost 100% of the times, they'll ask me about what the markets are going to do or how I might invest their money if they gave me some of it. And yes, that is a huge part of what I do, um, investment planning, but it's not everything that financial advisors do. There are a lot of different decisions that I have to help my clients to make that can have long-lasting implications on their financial health. So today, we're going to talk about three of them. And the first one is going to be uh, part of a subject that's not the sexiest financial planning subject, but it's insurance. So I hear it all the time, and I'll have prospects refer to their car insurance as full coverage. So why is using that dreaded term, full coverage, why is it so bad? Well, if you look up the definition of full, it, it will be not lacking or omitting anything or simply complete. So there's really very few situations where your insurance will be not lacking or omitting anything slash complete. So let's take an example. Many people feel like they have, quote, full coverage on their vehicle. Then they will, uh, maybe in my area, they'll be driving at night. They'll hit a deer and their deer does, I don't know, let's say $5,000 worth of body damage to their vehicle. They then bring the, they, they file a claim. They bring the vehicle to a body shop. And it turns out that they had a $500 deductible. So I don't consider that full. So the dealer will fix the vehicle. Uh, The insurance company, if they have comprehensive coverage, will pay $4,500 in this uh, scenario. And then the client will be responsible to pay the $500 deductible. So again, the definition of full is not lacking or omitting anything, or in other words, complete. I don't consider that not lacking or omitting anything. Now, let's say also it was going to take, I don't know, two or three weeks to fix the vehicle. And let's say the client needs a rental car. Well, unless they chose rental car coverage, they wouldn't have rental car. But yet they thought they had full coverage because maybe the 800 number company that they were dealing with called it full coverage. So that's why I hate that term. Another thing that can happen is you can have what you think is full coverage and you can cause a major loss by another party, maybe another party, uh, you hit them and they have severe, severe, severe medical injuries. Well, there's always a chance that the amount of those damages can be more than the amount of liability coverage in your carrying, which again, would not qualify under the definition of not lacking or omitting anything or complete. So if you ever are dealing with someone who claims to be an insurance professional and they use the word full coverage, just make sure that you ask them, is there anything possibly that would ever not be covered? And find out what's not covered. Now, I'm not saying you have to have every coverage, but know what's not covered and don't use the made up insurance term of full coverage. So that's mistake number one is using the term full coverage, but it really kind of refers to not knowing what your insurance coverages are. And remember, insurance at its core simply protects your money. Nothing more, nothing less. If you are driving your vehicle and you cause me to have an injury, either you're paying for my injury or your insurance company is paying for my injury. That's really what insurance does at its core. So mistake number one is uh, describing coverages incorrectly, which really stems from just simply not knowing what your coverages are. Okay. So mistake number two would be, and this is a big one, and I've seen this actually fairly recently. And that is when someone does not list beneficiaries on their retirement accounts and or life insurance. So we're going to talk about what would happen if someone died and they didn't have beneficiaries listed on their life insurance or retirement accounts today. So when you buy a life insurance policy or enroll in a retirement plan, that might be your IRA, your 401k, your things like that, You're typically asked to name one or more beneficiaries who will receive the money in case of your death. Now, you can also name a charity or an organization or anything like that as well. This is a very important step because it ensures that your assets will go to the people that you want without having to go through the probate process. Now, if you want to hear more about the probate process, you can go to episode 128 Do I need a will, trust, or power of attorney and other legal documents? And uh, Carrie Smalley, who is a probate attorney, talked about what probate is. So if you die and you did not have somebody's name or an organization's name listed on the beneficiary form of your retirement plan, of your life insurance, of your annuity, then what happens in that case is that the benefit will be left to your estate. And that means it will be subject to probate. And with probate comes delays, with probate comes some extra work, with probate comes a lack of privacy. In other words, probate uh, assets are a matter of public record. So anybody can go to the probate court or look up online and see what the size of your estate was when you passed away that that went through probate. And it can just be a pain in the neck for your surviving family. So make sure that on your retirement plans, again, these are your IRAs, your Roth IRAs, your 401ks, your 457s, anything like that. And also on your life insurance and annuities, that your your beneficiary form has the proper names listed on them. Now the other thing to make sure is to make sure that these are updated and according to your wishes. So if somebody is on, let's say their third marriage and they got life insurance when they were married the first time and they listed wife number one as a beneficiary the first time. And then years later, when wife number one is no longer in the picture and they pass away, well, guess what? Wife number one is going to get that money. Now, that's probably not what the uh, what the insurance plan and desires were. This is one of the cases where being very diligent and detail-oriented would pay off. So make sure that your beneficiaries are up to date and also make sure especially that you uh, don't leave the beneficiary spots on the forms blank because then those benefits will go to your estate. That'll lead to uh, the assets having to go through probate, which creates delays, which creates expenses and creates work for your surviving friends and families. That's number two. Make sure that you have your proper beneficiaries designated on your retirement and life insurance accounts. (music) Hey, so let's take a quick break from the podcast. My biggest job as a financial advisor is to help my clients to sleep at night. So if there's anything that's keeping you up at night, whether it's college costs, whether it's market fluctuations, the fear of overpaying in taxes, or even that you've not heard from your current financial advisor in a while, you can set your appointment with me by going to my website, go to www.weeklywealthpodcast.com, click on the contact us button at the top, That'll take you to my calendar. And from there, you can schedule your 30-minute appointment. It really is that simple. And now let's get back to the podcast. The last mistake that we're going to talk about today also involves your retirement plans. So I'll see this very often, both with uh, novice and sophisticated investors, both with uh, low net worth and high net worth investors. And that is that they don't understand the difference between their account and their account holdings. So I'll have somebody say, hey, I have an IRA or I have a Roth IRA. And I'll say, well, that's great. Um, let's talk about a little bit about what that's invested in and let's see if that's appropriate for you. So what's in your IRA? Well, I don't know. It's an IRA. Well, is your IRA invested in, in I don't know, uh, blue chip stocks? Is it invested in bonds? Is it invested in bank certificates? What is it invested in? And then you'll get the answer of, I don't know, it's just, it's an IRA. It's invested in an IRA. So let's understand that some of these terms, you can think of them as containers. So your IRA is a container that holds investments. Your Roth IRA is a container that holds investments. Your 401k you can think of as a, as some sort of a container that holds your investments. And insides of these IRAs and these 401ks and these retirement accounts, there can be any number of different type of underlying accounts. There can be international stocks, there can be international bonds, there can be cryptocurrencies, there can be uh, precious metals, there can be bonds, there can be municipal bonds, they can hold annuities. There's just a tremendous amount of different uh, variations of what sort of assets that these accounts can hold. So make sure that you understand that your IRA itself is not an investment. It's a container that holds your investments. Your Roth IRA is, is a container that holds underlying underlying accounts. I've seen people go to, uh, let's say, Schwab.com or ETrade. And they'll open up an IRA or Roth IRA because their tax preparer told them to open up an account and to uh, put some money in so that they can save on their taxes, but they never actually invest the money. So the money sits there in cash, which uh, doesn't have a chance to grow. So the third mistake that I see people make, and again, I see this with novice investors and with sophisticated investors, is not knowing the underlying investments Uh, that are inside of their retirement accounts. So make sure that you know what's invested in your accounts and also make sure that those investments are appropriate for you. Uh, Make sure that you understand your risk tolerance. So if you're someone that uh, really gets freaked out when your investments go up and down, and that's called volatility, and if that really upsets you, maybe you want to have less aggressive investments. If you're someone who is not very far away from needing this money, so let's say you're in your late 60s and we're talking about your retirement account, that's your main source of assets, maybe you want to have fairly unaggressive investments. Now let's look at the other side. Let's say you have a Roth IRA and you're 22 years old. This is money that's more than likely designed for you to use during retirement 40, 50 years away. So these, you can probably be fairly aggressive with them because you have a lot of time to make up for any short-term market downturns. So make sure that you understand what your retirement accounts are holding, and then also make sure that those are appropriate for you. Okay, so to recap what we've learned today and wrap up this episode, first, do not ever say the words full coverage when dealing with your insurance. But more importantly than that, make sure that you understand your insurance risks, make sure you understand your insurance coverages, and make sure that you're making insurance decisions in an educated manner, not simply by default. Number two, your estate planning. Make sure that your accounts have the proper and updated beneficiaries. If you don't have beneficiaries listed on your accounts, then they'll go to your estate. That causes problems with probate. It causes delays and it can cause some expenses. And then also make sure that after life changes, you are updating your beneficiaries to make sure that they follow your wishes. And then finally, understand your retirement accounts, Uh, your IRAs, your Roth IRAs, your 401ks, your 457s. All of those types of plans are simply containers and make sure that the assets inside of those containers are appropriate for you and understand what they are. So if this episode has given you any questions that you would like to ask about your personal financial situation or if any of the other topics from any of our other episodes have have gotten you to think about your own situation, uh, you can either email me, David at parallelfinancial.com and um, I'm always glad to point you in the right direction or you can go to www.WeeklyWealthPodcast.com and click on the schedule a chat button at the top that'll take you right to my schedule. And we can set a 30-minute appointment either by Zoom or in person if you're local, and we can talk about these issues that are affecting you. Also, I would be incredibly grateful if you would share this podcast with your friends, families, uh, colleagues, and coworkers. We're trying to get the word out to everybody about all of the positive resources that we bring to the world. As I say all the time, I believe that how we handle our money should positively impact our lives and the lives of those around us. And this podcast is just one small way that I'm trying to spread that message. So until next episode, I wish everybody a blessed week. Thanks, everybody. Have a great one. The information contained herein included, but not limited to research, market valuations, calculations, estimates, and other materials obtained from Parallel Financial and other sources are believed to be reliable. However, Parallel Financial does not warrant its accuracy or completeness. These materials are provided for informational purposes only and should not be used for or construed as an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any security. Past performance is not indicative of any future results.